Okay, uh, it's just you and me, Lori. Yeah. Portland, no Kyle. No, and no chit-chat before the podcast. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to fill an hour this morning. <laughs> me neither. Uh, yeah, let me make a note. Wait. Yeah. I believe it's before 9 a.m. Like this is, th- again, just thank you to uh, our Patreons and our Max Fund supporters because- uh, we'd both rather be sleeping right now. <laughs> right, right. You're doing, you're doing vital work. And what, cause what you've done is you've gotten us to get up early and mm-hmm. to punchily talk about stand-up comedy and our lives before <laughs> the crack of dawn, comedy crack of dawn. And this is, we're both in Portland. We could be having a discussion in person, but instead we're in our own hotel rooms <laughs> to each other from, I don't know, a couple of yards away, I guess, right? I assume, I assume we're moments from each other in, in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I like your robe. Nice work. Thank you. It's a, uh, uh, well, I have the same robe at home, but I'm at the Pineapple Stay Hotel or Stay Pineapple. Right. And they have these awesome robes. So, uh, it That's makes good. me feel like I'm not that I'm not on the road as much. I don't know why. Okay, right, right. Well, because you love, because you like a robe at home. Look, I here's do. a here's a salad from one o'clock in the morning, from last night. I can't. I don't think I can eat that. Okay. We're already showing off salads. <laughs> We're not even a minute six. <laughs> I uh, I'm supposed to play uh, some hero instant today, uh, but I don't think I can do it because I got to work. I want to work on my set list. I uh, yeah, the set was the set's fine. It just it just mm-hmm. needs to be the the set list needs to be run through again. I need to make sure I'm doing everything in the right order. I'll be very happy after this is recorded, and I won't feel obligated to make sure I'm doing it in any particular order. Right. But I will say, how many shows are you recording next week? Five. Or the week after? Five. So, you know, if if it's driving you insane to go in a certain order, do you have to stay in that order? You know, like, you want to have fun and let yourself be free, too. That's an excellent point. <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember stand-up comedy is fun? Remember that, Jack? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, a, this is a good point. This is an excellent point. Um, I have yes, to say, I- yeah. Yeah, out of your five shows, you'll get one perfect, you'll do each chunk perfectly at least one time that week, right? Right, right, right. And it's and it's just important that I just do all the jokes, and they can mm-hmm. be pulled from different shows. You are completely an entire, this actually frees me up a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, play your fucking game. Have a good day. <laughs> Don't sit there and pour over joke order. Oh, wait, don't, yeah, don't encourage that. Uh, (laughs) Well, I'm saying, and also you're, I think you're better at, at, um, at listening to multiple takes and analyzing it. I I would not give myself that same advice, knowing what I know about who I am after working on this album. But for you, I think it's, it's, it's not a, a burden to you. And so, uh, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy right. your, enjoy your fact, week here because when yeah. you're enjoying it, that's when you come up with your tags. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's true. I, I did a different, I changed one of the lines in, there was a joke that was getting sort of a, ah, oh, and yeah. uh, I changed the word and um, it means exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, nobody cares. Um, it's literally, and and it's not even the joke part. It's just more yeah. the setup part. It's the th- uh, instead of saying, <laughs> "Granted, I'm going to say it right now," and people and everyone listening is going to go, "Yeah, that's a lot better." But instead of, I'm talking about uh, condoms. Yeah. At one point. Right. A classic comedy premise, you guys. Uh, you know, <laughs> you can talk about your dad because you're going to end on condoms. All right, it's a trade off. <laughs> One of my favorite things my sister has ever said was, uh, she was like, uh, you know, there's, cause there's six of us. She was like, you know, the condom was invented early. 
early. They could even use it in condom. <laughs> and I forget when this happened, but any time in the last 40 years. Uh, but somebody said, well, then you wouldn't have been born because you're the you're the fifth kid. She was like, no, I still would have been born, but I've been bo- I would have been born a Rockefeller like I was meant to be born. And- <laughs> oh, she <laughs> believes the soul finds the sperm. And- <laughs> <laughs> in that case she does she was like because now i have to you know essentially the the i've always ended that sentence with um yeah. now she has to make her own gajillion dollars <laughs> <laughs> i think she's on her way she's um, fine she's doing just fine i i didn't realize i maybe i hadn't heard this in your set before your mom was 16 when she had the first of vacations uh when she got pregnant yes jesus that is so fucking young. I mean, ugh, I don't know. Like, you know, I mean, I know it's young, but also because yeah. my son is almost 15, it, mm. it really blows my mind that. My dad uh, was 17. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So then he joined the Navy and uh, she started having babies. And, uh, and then 10 years later, she had me and she had six kids in 10 years. And. <sighs> I was so, and the only reason that came out last night was because I was so irritated with me losing the set list order that I was just like, here's some random information. <laughs> just <laughs> just got to keep talking. Just got to keep talking, throwing stuff well, at the wall. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, because you had young parents, you had, you were able to have a grandma for a long time. Like my, right. my son's, my son's, um, father's parents were about the same age as your parents were when they started even a little bit younger, but that, but that means what? he has, he has one grandmother who's dead, which is me and another grandma who's like my age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I don't know. There's two sides to that for the grandkids, I guess. Right. Right. I mean, and you're done. Like my dad was done having kids by the time he was 36. Sure. Oh yeah. Right? I and still had f- five more years before I, I had the one. I, I, I recommend waiting as long as possible, but you know. <laughs> right. There's plenty of people on this planet. It's fine. Yeah. You don't need to. And if it doesn't happen and you don't have kids, there's plenty to raise. If you want to spend your time doing that. Uh, and there's also, yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. You don't have kids, but you lead a child's life. So uh, <laughs> we have to finish this podcast so you can pl- go play your game with your friends. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to say that um, that you you were talking about uh, the dad chunk. It's it's another one of those giant chunks in my in my act that I have that just it, <clears throat> it kind of needs another two years if it were going to be more than just a really kind of funny story with information and, and all these things. But I like, cause you were talking about kind of t- changing the order. Of, just, in, just inside that one joke. Yeah. Just inside that one joke, which is fine. And um, I think it's, I think it's got, I think there's potential there. So. Can I tell the listeners my joke that I, I think you're, you have so many, you have so much dad material that you're yeah. special to be named 45 jokes about my <laughs> live dad. <laughs> right. Yeah, we can right. have bookend our specials. <laughs> right. It's uh, I was going to call it um, the, the album. I was going to call it altercation. Cause oh. that's, uh, Cause it's punny, but, uh, but I took mm-hmm. out the sky club story and pushing the man story right so there's not really any altercations of the uh in the in the in the set well guess what you got a title for your next special already right if i want to do those again i did um i got my um uh album cover done oh wow (laughs) it was so okay so it was uh what was it i don't days don't mean anything this is my first like week off so i don't even know what day like i thought yesterday was saturday it just felt like a Saturday, but, um, Tuesday. So Kim new money, who's a great photographer in Los Angeles, a lot of comics user, and she's just really creative and she'll, she knows she's going to climb up on the roof to shoot, you know, I mean, she'll just do crazy stuff at the camera to try to get a cool shot. And, uh, Marlene Reiner, who did hair and makeup, my intention was to, I wanted to, to look like an old 
like 70s era country western album with like really big hair makeup the eyelashes wow and, uh, i can't wait to see that yeah yeah so uh so i just i kind of just put i have to i bought two corsets in two sizes because i don't know anything about them and right. um uh and it's too late to return them by the way so i i <laughs> if anyone needs a corset let me know uh xl and 2xl um and I just do, I just posted on Twitter, uh, you know, hey, I'm getting ready to shoot my album cover. What for, for some, a little Twitter attention, right? We all right. love our Twitter attention. So Christella Alonzo is like, oh my God, I used to put corsets on people professionally. And I was like, wait, that's a, excuse that's me, a you can't just put that's them on. And then I tried to put it on. I was like, what the fuck? I can't, how do you do this? Right, right. And, um, and then it, you know, it, it, it dawned on me, I was going to need help. And Christella, without me even asking, said, let me swing by your house and, and, uh, and help you put you on up. some underwear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she came by and then, uh, she stayed for five hours and we were just joking. I, I had one of the best afternoons of my life. I had so much fun and, um, and, she, Cause she ha- actually had to stay to get me out of it too. Cause I couldn't oh. have got myself out of it. It's so right. tight and it's so strung up. Um, but uh, man, I had a good time. It was a lot oh, of fun. That's so fun. Marlene, she does makeup. And, I mean, she's amazing. She put on, right. there were so many eyelashes. I can't even tell. They're all <laughs> over the place. And the hair was insane. And then, and then she even put red lipstick on me, which I think has never been done before because I'm, I, you know, I forget that I forget the wording of the Margaret Smith joke about red lipstick, but that's how I feel about red lipstick. <laughs> it really calls attention to yourself. And I've got a gummy smile. So uh, like when I smile with red lipstick, it's red. And then there's a line of pink and then teeth and it's too much. Right. So I always try to, I always try to match my gums when it comes to lip color. Okay. Ooh, but I'm not smiling. You- yeah. What? You're not smiling in the, in the shots. No, no, I'm not. I'm smiling more deliberately and not, you know, laughing or something like that. Right. Um, right. Not so, thoroughly enjoying yourself. And so yes, everyone gets to see right, all of right. your mouth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and then at the end I jumped in the pool and, um, and then I, I was just in the corset in the pool. And at one point I was just face down like a dead body. I have no idea what we'll use. We just tried all this weird shit. Oh, and oh, then that's awesome. it was cause it was like, I don't know, six, six or 7 PM. And, uh, and Kim's like, Oh my God, the light in that corner. So I'm standing there and the sun, you know, the sun is setting and going right into my eyes. And she's like, wow, you know what? People with light eyes usually can't stand this. And I had just been at the ophthalmologist the day before. And he's like, make sure that you wear sunglasses because, uh, you know, (laughs) UV rays will really damage your, your retinas and, you know, you're getting older and you've been exposed to a lot of UV your entire life. And I'm like, should I be standing right now staring into the sun? Um, <laughs> but I was like, fuck it. It's, you know what? It's an album cover. I'm already right. It's 10 concert. minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're already jammed Hang in into there, a retinas. person. Hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's she's such a great uh, photographer. It's uh, yeah. you really have mm-hmm. to just go with the flow and just. There's so much in show business where you're like, "Well, that's what I look like." <laughs> I know. You know? Oh, I know. Just, I know. You just yes. spend a good portion of your time. It's, it was one of, <clears throat> I would say, the only charming things about Ronald Reagan, is that he could appreciate a, a an impression of him himself because oh. he knew what he sounded like right 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 he was like oh that's a great impression of me he said at one point to somebody not rich little but probably rich little um yeah. like like some impressionist and uh it might have been snl and um mm. yeah i mean but i think we spent so much time just staring at our own faces and listening to our own voices that it just you're like you gotta make peace with it <laughs> with what right you, yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was cool. And corsets, by the way, amazing. I mean, like between the last two months of this breast surgery and now wearing a corset, I'm like, oh, it's all fucking faked. All of it. Right. You know, when you see someone, they come in with that V, I'm talking a woman, 
Yeah. You know, and she's in like a tight thing. It's all fake. Cause when it's out, she pops out, you know, right. They're right. all it's like just, us. Stars are just like us. <laughs> they, right. They put their corset on with help, just like the rest of us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. Um, I was thinking, I was actually thinking about that because I was just like, men who like b- boobs and who like uh, d- different different parts of a woman's body that have been sold to them by the, by the, the advertising conglomerates, mm-hmm. you're like, you better like the natural, normal the way people look without their clothes anyway, because they're not going to look like that picture because there's been Photoshop and there's been people being corseted into it. And there's all yeah. these things. I hope you like this breast. Uh, <laughs> but only that one. one. <laughs> and this other one. Eh, don't touch it. The other one's not your business. <laughs> <laughs> what if right. there was a look where you just, you just had a bra that held one breast and the other one was just hanging was just out. Out. you're like what if that hey, was popular what if that was a thing it was just like this is unnatural <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like this is what society has created this other breast is what nature has created yeah but but women's fashion is is hampered by the fact that you got to cover a 30 percent of our bodies basically right because yeah. of however, you know, not that I would ever dress like that, but, and why do I even care about fashion? I'm in a, I'm in a hotel room. Um, right. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't possibly. Uh, so last night we, uh, after the show, we wanted to get something to eat and they just lifted the mask mandate in Portland. So the, the streets were crawling with, uh, youth. Yeah. Yes, that doesn't give a shit and uh, and the humanity. But so we stood in line for probably an hour. It was a nice, it was actually a nice hour. We get to talk to um, Alec Falcone and Kim or Katie. What's Katie's last name? Wynn. Katie Wynn. Yeah, Katie Wynn and Alec Falcone. I couldn't remember Alec's first name. And uh, I was just going to say Falcone like we were in junior high. And uh, they both, yeah, they both did uh, sets uh, before the show last night. You know, they were on the show last night and they were both great. But, um, and then we finally get the food and it's too late. We, uh, they've closed the outdoor seating. Right. And, um, And so they hadn't even gotten their food and we're like, we, we have to go, we have to get up and do this before 9am. And, uh, so, uh, how did you, how far was your, how far, cause we parted ways to, we did. And yes. how long did it take you to get back to the hotel? Uh, about a minute. Uh, my hotel is very close by. Yeah. We, we went to, uh, there was a late night Vietnamese restaurant. I think it was called luck lock. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, then I ate, uh, crispy spring rolls at, I'm going to say 1am, which was a terrible idea, but it felt delicious and wonderful going down. And necessary. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, uh, it, like in the hotel yesterday, I had to reserve a time to work out and mm-hmm. I called this morning and they're like, oh, we changed now. There's no time reservation. So everything is like, like restaurants are open, but no one knows they're open. And it's, um, that it's, a, I feel like we got here. We're here like two weeks too early to totally enjoy Portland, you know? Right. Right. Um, even the restaurant here at the hotel, it's not, it's not open yet, but they're planning to open it soon. Uh, the restaurant here at the, at the hotel Rose is really, uh, it would be cool if I could, I could. The restaurant at my <laughs> hotel <in>. is open. <laughs> okay. Um, and, um, but I was like 15, like a 15 minute walk. Yeah. From, from the thing. So I'm starting to walk through and there's, and it's bar time. And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't enjoy the possibility of, of criminals, uh, getting up in my face. Yeah. So I ran into one of those scooters. Oh, and it was the app that I downloaded. I was like, well, maybe I'll do this. And I was like, this probably isn't particularly, I mean, I always think, uh, that, uh, I, I just, I want so much more out of these. Those scooters go so fast. Yeah. That I want to be wearing a helmet and knee pads and all these things. I wish I was. As a wearing... mother, I want you to be wearing a helmet and knee pads <laughs> and yeah. elbow pads and elbow pads and all of it because I'm 55 years old and I could break a hip. But mm-hmm. uh, I also wanted to get back, you know, and so I was back at my hotel in like less in five minutes because uh, nice. I was. 
Yeah. So I would just, I would go as far as I remembered and then I would stop and I was not going, I, you know, I did it incredibly cautiously. I'd be like, stop. And then I look around. (laughs) (laughs) So it should have taken you two minutes to get back, but it took you five. Five. Uh, Yeah. And I, uh, then I would look at my, my phone to make sure I knew where the hell I was. And, uh, but it was, it was actually kind of nice because I, I really, I was, I, I was getting nervous about how many, just how many loose folk were on the streets. Yeah. And, um, and it was because I, 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 as much as I love humanity, I hate humanity. I hate, sure. Sure. uh, bar time is my least favorite time to be out in the the world. Right, uh, right, right. It was even when I drank, I didn't like it. I was like. These none of these people have any booze, and we're all just wandering around. And uh, so it was a uh, so yeah. This, I, I do not like driving home from a late show for sure. Yeah, uh, that always, that always worries me. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago in Austin, Texas, I actually it was only three blocks back to the hotel, but I had a door guy walk me home every night. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it was bar time, second show, and yeah. um, and the Creek in the Cave is in our super music bar kind of area. It was yeah. so funny because next to the Creek in the Cave, there's a there's or or across the street or something. I don't know if you know this about Austin, Texas. Uh, they're a music town. Yeah, they like it. They're them and their live music. You can't talk to anybody when three people don't tell you. Well, Jackie, and you love live music. You're addicted to it. So it's it's a match made in heaven. I so hate live music. Oh my God. <laughs> it isn't... I'm not, I don't go, like there are people that religiously, and I've never, you know, comics were always going to concerts. I'm like, you could have gone to an open mic that night. Why did you go see the Beatles? You could have done a set. <laughs> I've never right. understood it. <laughs> right. I know Prince is dead now and you got to see him, but uh, I don't think you understand that. There's a pizza place that's uh... <laughs> Kind of pop put up your right there. up. They'll put your right up. There's, you could have got seven minutes. It wasn't even a fiver. <laughs> I still, so. I know we're joking, but I still feel like, you know, that's the right choice. But, you know, <laughs> okay. but it is beautiful that people get to see. I mean, people who love live music genuinely, they're like, no, it was the best experience. And I'm like, and what about your hearing, which is now over? Because uh, it's so freaking loud. And, right. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll win in the long run, Jackie. Even though right. we enjoyed no concerts, we'll be able to hear ourselves <laughs> talk about how we don't like music in forty right. years. Right, and here's—I mean—and anyone who's listening to me saying you sound like an old lady, I was born an old lady. I, <laughs> I did not enjoy live music. <laughs> you were. I know. I, I remember, like, I liked music, but I remember when talk radio started becoming more popular. I, even though I didn't like the people doing it a lot of the time, I preferred that to music quite often. Well, I I think I'm just kind of, I'm a little lame when it comes to music. I will be, I will listen to, I'll buy a new album probably once a year. Yeah. And, um, Maybe two, but that's it. And then, and I'll buy the whole album on iTunes or Amazon. Oh, me too. You got to support the artists. We know how little they get paid on Spotify, yeah, yeah. Pandora. Like it's nothing. It's really almost nothing. And I also like getting a CD so I can rip it myself so that when we go to the new platform, I can also rip it again. Uh, so uh, that's too much work. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, but the, uh, but for the, for the most part, I am still listening to music that I liked in 1977, 1987, 1997. The album that I bought five years ago, I still like that album, you know, Mm -hmm. that uh, I think I still have Common's first album. It's a great album. Uh, I haven't bought his new albums. He's disappointed because he would like my money now. (laughs) Common is in his 60s now, and uh, he would like (laughs) you to supplement his social security. Um, no, I usually, uh, if I'm listening to NPR and I like the musician, I immediately try to download that album. So I, otherwise I'll forget. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Good idea. Cause, uh, that's, uh, that's, and then I'll listen to it once and maybe never again. I okay. listen to an inordinate amount of Roseanne cash. Um, I don't know why I'm just pulled to her, mm-hmm, uh, but mm-hmm. whatever. Dead parents. We got a lot in common. Re- me and Roseanne. 
Um, hey, uh, I think we're at like 28. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I want to figure out, I don't know how to tell Kyle. Because I didn't make any time. Like, I just have sort of a half-assed time code going. Yeah. And um, But let's do some sort of break. He can look for it yeah. around... Kyle will have to listen to this podcast. (laughs) Oh, he found it all right. Schmanners. Noun. Definition. Rules of etiquette designed not to judge others, but rather to guide ourselves through everyday social situations. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. Every week on Schmanners, we take a look at a topic that has to do with society or manners. We talk about the history of it. We take a look at how it applies to everyday life. And we take some of your questions. And sometimes we do a biography about a really cool person that had an impact on how we view etiquette. So join us every Friday and listen to Schmanners on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. All right, guys. Our one of our sponsors this week is one of my favorites. Who you know what? On honestly, left led to life changing um, event in my family's life is family dinner. Right? Uh, it's Green Chef. It's the number one meal kit for eating well. It makes cooking easy. I, I cannot tell you how easy it makes cooking with dinner options that work for your lifestyle, not the other way around. Um, it lets you choose from a wide array of easy to follow lifestyles with plenty of options to choose from each week. And you can select organic ingredients. Uh, they come pre-measured. Everything's perfectly proportioned and almost 100% prepped. So you spend less time stressing out and measuring stuff and more time just enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. Um, I, 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 I loved how easy it was. And my son and I could do it and his father could join in and we all sort of kind of worked on it together because no, none of us knows how to cook, but we didn't have to be good at it because it was right there. There were pictures. We just followed the pictures and then we had a family dinner together and it really um, uh, made my son's life better to do that. So, uh, so we continued that tradition and I, I love Green Chef for even offering me the opportunity to to try it because I'm a total, you know, microwave person and uh, anything I cook normally myself is just barely adequate and I don't understand cooking and Green Chef makes it super easy. Thank you, Green Chef. Oh, you know what? You can get, <laughs> you can, so go to greenchefs.com slash Jackie Lori 100. And use the jack uh, the code Jackie Lori one hundred to get a hundred dollars off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash Jackie Lori one hundred and the code Jackie Lori one hundred for a hundred dollars off. It's so worth it. That's awesome. And here's another great uh, idea: is um, that this what you should know about the Jackie and Lori show is that it is also sponsored by better help B E T T E R H E L P. So it's 2021. It's fully okay to talk about mental health. And that's why we're excited to be sponsored by better help because better help is a customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions. They'll match you with a therapist in under 48 hours and it's easy to change therapists if needed. It's you don't need a traumatic event to benefit from therapy. Matter of fact, if you're having a traumatic event, uh, get faster than 48-hour help. But uh, but normal people go to therapy, and it is a great way to deal with anything going on in your life. There's there's anx- there's anxiety, there's depression, there's stress, and these are all normal. Some of your life, you're very happy, and you're and you and it, you're just going along, and. Or it's both at the same time. And if you can bleed off some of that anxiety or depression or stress in therapy, it helps you manage your life and there's more peace of mind and there's more serenity. So get some tools to cope and make life just a little bit easier. So uh, I have had um, therapy and it is great. I It's one of, my, one of my tools is the fact that, you know, learning to be honest with myself about actual feelings is an important part of everybody's life. And, uh, and 
BetterHelp is actually more affordable than in-person therapy, but just as effective. I mean, just and see if it's for you. You know, this pons- this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Jackie and Lori show listeners. You get 10 percent off your first month at BetterHelp dot uh, BetterHelp dot com slash Jackie Lori. So BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Jackie Lori. Yeah. OK, and let's uh, let's just make Katie the comic of the week this week. Because we're Dude. working with her. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Um, yeah. yeah, she's so she, funny. It's KT Nuggin, by the way. I looked it up. It's adorable. Katie Wynn. T-I-E. Yeah, KT, like uh, K as in Kelly, T as in Tom. And then Nuggin, oh. N-U-G-G-I-N. KT Nuggin. Okay. And uh, and her name is uh, Katie Wynn. And, and it's Vietnamese, so it's N-G-U-Y-E-N. Uh, I believe it'll be in yes. the notes for sure, but uh, really smart and funny and silly and great comic. And so she's Portland comic and she's working yes. with us this week. And she biked to the show last night. Which, I was like, that's cool. I love that. It. She showed up in a helmet. Right. She had a helmet and <laughs> uh, good for her. Um, yeah. So I would say that. Um, so what I, what I want to do today besides, so I, I may, I may, play my game today just because it'll be super fun to play it but i do want to work on i'm psyched that we're getting this sort of knocked out i think you know the the oh, our day, podcast yeah, yeah we're getting this podcast and then i'm gonna go have uh lunch with um some a couple of uh people that i met on the joko cruise oh cool uh, who were also um, working the Joko Cruise and, and hanging out and nerds and stuff. And uh, their kid wants to do stand-up. And, and I guess they're coming to the show tonight. And the kid's like 13 or 14. And um, and I'm, I'm, I'm devastated for them. But you know what? <laughs> I'm going to put on a good face. <laughs> well, and I said to Kelly Sue, I was like, uh, is he an old, uh, are they an old, old soul? And uh, because I usually waited till 16. That's what I, that my nieces and nephews could come and see the show. Oh, at, at 16. yes. Right, right, right. Because it's not that 13, they haven't heard all the swears. It just, yeah. I. it's literally for me. I don't want at 13, me to be talking about sex or, you know, even, and I don't talk about sex that much, but I don't, I don't want necessarily, and, and I can't always control the other comics. In this case, we know that Katie's really good and you're really good and none of it's going to be gross. I have a gross joke and I will do it. And, uh, <laughs> don't and I have a gross room. joke. You, I have you, a gross joke too. Yeah, but you do. And you got to do it. I mean, you're working, we're working, we're working yeah. adults. And so, no, my son uh, watches a lot of YouTube videos where it's, you know, it's young men talking. And of course they're, they're just riffing on all this shit and he doesn't know what they're saying. You know, like he doesn't get it. He knows he kind of, it sounds like adult talk. You know what I'm saying? So right. um, they're going to watch the fact that you're getting laughs and they're going to, even if they don't exactly know what you're talking about, it'll, it'll just seem like, oh, that's that gross thing that grownups do. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And I, I swear that when I open for Brian Regan and I see the nine-year-old in the audience and I have watched that oh nine-year-old God. during Brian's set. Yeah, you know, they don't get everything Brian's talking about because no. it's, it's adult, even if it's not about sex or anything like that, the federal, you know, the FCC wants to talk about, it's still adult topics and adult twists on it. And so yes. they don't necessarily get it, but they're psyched to be, you know, they know that it's funny for some reason. Yeah, they they um, they're excited to be there, and mm-hmm. they're excited to cast a Paul on the show by sitting in the front row <laughs> and staring at the comic. That's what I think. That's what I think. I think of kids at shows when they sit in the front row. If I don't know you're there, I don't care. You're but, right. If yeah. I, yeah, and and I don't want to know that you're there. Don't sit in the front row with your kid. Uh, if you want your kid to be an old soul, I I might have told you this story before. I was featuring at Acme for Dana Gould. Um another comic I will always feature for were he to ever want that. Um, (laughs) But uh, there was, um, there was a kid in the audience who uh, literally, and he was at that time, I think doing a joke about how he called his five-year-old, 
daughter a cunt. And, um, and hmm. so mm-hmm. the, the manager went up to the mother and son and just, and the kid was like seven or eight years old and said, you don't want this kid here. This is, can I just give you your money back right now? And, <laughs> and the mom was like, no, I think he, he really likes the Simpsons and he really likes. Oh um, my God, this is not the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> and so. A show that's written by 30 of the greatest comedy writers. So you're going to bring him to the local club. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and so uh, he was like, okay, you're not getting a refund. And uh, so they, and they weren't in the front row, which is great. Because uh, because Acme knows to sit those people in the back, right. and so after the show, she came up to me with the kid because I was of course selling merch. Yeah, and the, the, and she goes, "I bet you think I'm a bad mom," and I said, "No, I think your kid's an old soul." <laughs> and if he wasn't, he is now. And uh, and I said, "Jackie, yeah, I would see. I need that lady to come up to my merch table because I will hand her a copy of Shitty Mom. I'll be like, <laughs> we're the same." <laughs> exactly it's fine it's i mean i don't i yeah i don't ever feel for the kid uh because i assume the kid has heard all of the curse words in the whole wide world yeah especially if it's someone whose heart's sort of in the right place like if it's if you're watching a super mean comic and it, there's a child there i want to call social services quite honestly yeah. uh, but if it's a, if it's dana gould who's not a mean comic He's, uh, he's just sometimes incredibly graphic and, yeah. uh, yeah. And, uh, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, well, that's good. My son got his braces off this week. It's a oh, big wow. week for the household. Yeah. And, um, he has like that right now he's got it. They matched. He's still, he, you know, he's missing this tooth, the front right tooth. Okay. Um, so, uh, but they got, they created the space for it and they're like, you got, there was, it was like a very intense 24 hour period where he could only get be for less than 24 hours without a a placeholder tooth while they made a retainer for him. Okay. So, so they made a retainer before he's had retainers, but he was like six. So they were, you know, the teeth, the teeth were like, they look bad and they didn't match, weren't the same size, but now they matched it. And I, I'm like, his teeth are so beautiful and <laughs> I'm so pissed my mom isn't here because she would have, she could have seen that and then died and would have died happy, you know? <laughs> um, because uh, his smile is perfect or is Yeah, it... they're just gorgeous. Like yeah. they were all, you know, they were teeth, they were crazy. They were pointing in different directions, right? Sure. He was going to need braces even if his tooth wasn't missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, so he's got like double problems there, but now they're like, just, they're lovely. And uh, um, also, you know, like he hasn't had 40 years of drinking coffee like me. So they're, they're gleaming. They're gleaming. Right. Um, yeah. So, just, but he, is, he's just going to get a, a, sort of an implant. Will he, will he get a, he's going to have something implant? called, it's called the Maryland bridge and it, and it kind of puts a, a tooth, it attaches to the back of the other teeth okay. for a couple years until his jaw is completely grown. And then he oh. gets a, a full implant that will last, I don't know, hopefully the rest of his life. I get it. That oh, makes it's sense. such a fucking hassle. And mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things where if you can't afford all this shit, you know, oh. and this happens to you when you're five, what mm-hmm. are you going to do? You're going to have that front, t- the other tooth migrating over to the middle. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what's, what's happening with my kid. Mm-hmm. And then how do you fix that? How, do, how does, you know, like dental care, here's my pitch. Yeah. Dental care should be free. People <laughs> yes. need basic dental care. That's all. Uh, any number of things should be. And the yeah, thing, and, exactly. and, the, and the words free are so misleading because it's not like we all don't pay taxes. Yeah, they should be, they should, uh, our be taxes covered. should cover yeah. dental care. All the different kinds oh, of health stop. things. All the, yeah, but and, everyone puts dental care in a separate, and same with eyes, in a separate category. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly important, even, even though it may just look uh, visually important. You know, mm-hmm. you could live with a, a missing front tooth. Try, but can you get a job when you've got one tooth in the center? It will, it know. will, it will affect, it will affect the, your interviews for sure. And, and your uh, self-esteem, your entire life. So yeah, whatever. yeah. Okay. 
And uh, as long as we're uh, making a pitch for uh, our hippie skippy uh, lefty agenda, everyone should get to live indoors if they want to. As well. How about that? <laughs> oh my How god! That? And uh, I mean, the, oh, the entire West Coast has a horrific housing problem. That yeah. I mean, I haven't been back east the in a east while. Coast. Yeah, uh, but, but but the West Coast for sure. It's yeah. there's tents everywhere and. Uh, Gosh, I don't know how you pull yourself up from that. You know, it's yeah. it it's an impossible situation to extricate yourself from if you don't have help. I think so. Like we on on our on our thread, this was a couple of weeks ago. W- one of the uh, women on on the text thread said that she had a friend who was dating a billionaire, and so she was oh, sitting right and sitting on like some gold toilet, uh, and uh, I was like. First of all, don't tell me that out loud. And, uh, <laughs> and, and second of all, hey, uh, if you run into him, and I know it's a guy, uh, if you, if you run <laughs> She's into not him, dating a lesbian billionaire, <laughs> her friend is not dating a lesbian billionaire. Right. And uh, I was like, uh, ask him if he has $200 million because I could fix the Van Nuys housing problem uh, with $200 million, and he would make it back in six months. And <laughs> wouldn't, even, wouldn't even bother. Because there's all... 200. 200 mil just to fix a Van Nuys problem? I think so, because there's on Van Nuys Boulevard, there is all of this, uh, there's all of these storefronts that are empty, right? And there's an an old uh, department store that closed probably 10 years ago. So it's kind of a ghost town. There's probably four blocks of Van Nuys that's a ghost town. And eventually they're going to build the railway through... through LA up to Van Nuys. Oh, and, okay. At which point the, it'll blow up and it'll have condos. It'll be like North Hollywood. Anyway. Dude, you hang on to that house and you're going to be a billionaire yourself. Yeah. And then maybe I can use $200 million <laughs> to build. <laughs> Essentially, you know what they did in Minneapolis and Minneapolis has a terrible problem as well, but in, yeah. um, it has, it's hard to be homeless in Minneapolis just because it's 14 below. Uh, for right, 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 right. And, uh, but the, um, the ground floor of all these new condos are retail situations, right? So it, in Van Nuys, beca- we can't go as high as Hong Kong, but it could be, you know, 15 stories above mm-hmm. retail and um, and then just sort of single units, you know, at least yes. one bedrooms where too many people could pack into those one bedrooms. And, and, and if it were, and, and if it were, um, I have a weird dream where Habitat for Humanity, the city of Los Angeles, and uh, $200 million all join forces to create, <laughs> to create this these house, these small units that will be $450 a month. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, two bedrooms for small families, you know. 900 would be yeah. would be fine. And the ground floor, and, and I want them to be doorman buildings, and I want them to have uh, parking uh instituted in it but with fast chargers for electric cars and i want there to be solar panels on top of them and uh but if habitat for humanity got involved they make quality buildings do you know that there's there's all these articles about how all the houses that habitat for humanity built uh survived the hurricanes in florida wow that's cool you know what it was um it's just like the Warner brothers owns, you know, owns the studio that we used to tape the show at. Right. Right. And so uh, when I went in to get all my stuff after, you know, we had pulled out of the studio and we were taping at Largo. Um, uh, I went to my office to get my stuff out. And, uh, and then I, I, the office, our offices were attached to the studio where we taped the show. Mm-hmm. You know that, right. You, you were yeah. kind of wondering. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I went, I went around and I, and I wanted to look at the studio one last time. I think I told the story and I walk in, it's just decimated, right? It's like yeah, a bomb yeah. that been popped, right? Yeah. That was a studio. That was this, when I say the studio, that was Warner brothers. That's how they dismantled all the, everything that had been built, you know, the dressing rooms and all that stuff. But it, it was so, it just was so wasteful to me because you basically, they built, you know, a little house inside this giant studio that where we taped and it, it included dressing rooms. It was a kitchen. There were bathrooms. Every dressing room had a bathroom. It was basically, if you had rolled that out and yeah. moved it to a patch of land, you could have hooked everything up 
and someone could live in it. A family could live in that, yeah. you know, yeah. and it, it, the fact that it was just sort of Abandoned. demolished was yeah. so wasteful, I don't know, just so wasteful. It, it, it made me kind of sick. Yeah. It's, it feels incredibly wasteful because of, I mean, maybe they reuse that plumbing and maybe they reuse some of that stuff, but How? I don't know. But it, why, it why like reassemble it, was, it? Yeah. Yeah. It just looked destroyed. And, and, uh, as from what I heard, someone else told me that the lumber was just like, they throw it away. It's like at, oh. the, at these prices. Yeah. Yeah. Cause all the know, lumber is much more right. expensive right now. I don't know. Yep. Hey, let's take uh, one more break. I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we're the hosts of Around Springfield. Around Springfield is a Simpsons-adjacent podcast where we talk to Simpsons folks about non-Simpsons things. That's right. So in the past, we've gotten to talk to legendary showrunners and writers like Al Jean, Bill Oakley, Josh Weinstein, Dana Gould, Mike Reese, and David X. Cohen. Voice actors like Maurice LaMarche, Maggie Roswell, and Yardley Smith, the voice of Lisa Simpson herself. Hell yeah. (laughs) So we've been away securing guests for our final five episodes. We won't tell you everybody, but we'll let you know that the last episode is kind of a big deal. We got Matt Groening. <gasps> Homer's dad. We got Homer's dad. Check out new episodes of Round Springfield starting June 21st. On Maximum of Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Smell you later. Should we and- talk about the uh, drama with LA comedy this week? Oh my God. Or global comedy, Bill Cosby. We can make it. Oh yeah. We can pull, you know, uh, a female comic had, had, you know, there, a lot of the lineups are exclusively male. Right. Or almost it's like one to 10, right. In Los Angeles. And it's um, really shocking because there's so many funny women comics here. And I'm only seeing the top of your head. Is that, are you changing right now? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, that's okay. I can only see your forehead if that's okay with you. Then that's fine. I just okay. I have to. I wanted to drink some water, and I didn't want to uh, do it on camera for some reason. Um, wow, that's that's an unexpected shyness. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glamorous. Anyway, so yeah, the clubs for some, and they keep posting the lineups, and there are there's one woman, like it's nineteen ninety seven or none, yeah, or none, and it's yeah. and you know I don't know what people think, but female comics notice that shit. <laughs> right it's uh it's and people of color notice when there's none and, i i met yeah. you know what guess what we all I, I feel like the only people that don't notice are maybe white male comics who are like oh good there's a regular lineup <laughs> <laughs> right and and we knew we knew that coming out of this pandemic that everybody was going to want to come up and that there was going to be some muscle work being done by management and agents to get their comics in, to get them back, get their chops back. But the people that are booking it have to have to be aware. I mean, I know that they're getting pressure. They're getting pressure from all the agents and, and managers and stuff, but they have to they have to make sure that there's something for everyone in the audience because there are everyone's in the audience. It's not just 18 to 34 year old white dudes. Yeah, it's true. And, and it's not that, Oh, only women in the audience can enjoy female comics. It's just, everyone can enjoy every act on the show. I can enjoy a white guy. who's a good comic. I can enjoy. uh, I've I've been forced to for 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) We can all we can all enjoy comics that don't look exactly like us, right? You know, and it's just it was so surprising because they're like we've been doing Zoom shows for over a year. The lineups on Zoom shows are at least half female, you know. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted this, but I believe it's true. Is I think a lot of guy comics, you know, what what they love about stand up is uh, hooking up afterwards after the show with a female audience member who thought they were funny and that's not happening with zoom and uh it, it was overwhelmingly uh it seemed so like they didn't want to bother they didn't want to bother doing zoom because yeah. they can't get uh they can't get to touch these not perfect boobs that, that sweet pussy <laughs> um so, so yeah, so I just kept seeing a lot of comics that were really interested in, in still doing comedy. Yeah. You know, yeah. because they love it. 
right? And then when the lineups come back and it's like, oh, I haven't seen that guy on a Zoom show in a year. Why Mm -hmm. is that guy getting four spots this weekend? And not just you, me, all, all these other people I know I kept seeing, I kept seeing bits grow over Zoom and they get nothing. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand that. And well, it, it, I feel like a lot of, you know, people in that part of comedy weren't, you know, maybe paying attention to what was happening during the pandemic with comics and what, what everybody was doing. It was really surprising. And then, so a, a, a comedian uh, kind of just was like, ah, I can't take it anymore. And, <laughs> and I wrote a, a vaguely worded tweet mm-hmm. and then another comedian who likes to get specific went on a twit, uh, a rant, a friend of ours. And, um, and then it's kind of leading to, you know, maybe some changes. Hopefully. Certainly some, certainly some defensiveness. At least, uh. <laughs> at, you know, I, yeah, I mean, at least, everyone people will be noticing besides female comics they're going to notice that lineup even if they don't give a shit they're going to go i don't give a fuck about these women i'm putting these people up these guys up only but at least they'll i think they weren't even thinking about it no i think you're right that that um that that the people who didn't do stand up when we were in lockdown via uh they have some they're getting something else out of stand up besides stand up i think you are correct Mm -hmm. Uh, and now that we're we're everyone's live again and, and doing things in person, um, that whatever they weren't getting, they didn't think they would get out of zoom. They need to be in person again. And so they're, they're they're going for it. But, uh, I will also say that, I mean, while everyone can enjoy all the different comics and do, uh, Mm -hmm. representation genuinely matters. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not, it is, it is a real reason to book all the different kinds of comics because, um, you know, it is really hard to do a very specific, you know, if it's, even if it's four incredibly, uh, sort of empathetic, uh, white comics doing stuff about race <laughs> and, uh, right, sex, right, right. um, and then there is, you know, we're just essentially talking in a circle again. So, uh, and nobody, and nobody's really addressing it from the other perspective. And, um, you know, and sometimes, and this is, I'm not, wow, I just want to weed off into this whole thing. But back in the, I would see these guys that I would feature for back in the 90s who would, who would be kind of, I, I don't want to say fake feminists, but sort of fake feminists in the way mm-hmm. that they'd be like, women are smarter than men. And then they would oh, right, right. Yes, for the yes, big yes. applause break. And they're like, okay, who's applauding? Maybe I can stick my penis in that person. And uh, so, but I mean, it was, it was this, it isn't real. Uh, right. The discussion of, of the injustice of, of anything. If the person who's, who, is having the injustice handed to them doesn't get to have a, a place at the table. So yes, a um, voice. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. So I hope, I hope it does. I hope it does more than just make them super defensive and just not book the people who pipe up about it, which is always the fear. Right. Right. Um, and I hope the people that complained and pointed out the problem are not penalized for pointing out the problem. Exactly. You know, it's weird. Like we see a lot more stand up than a lot of comedy bookers do, you know, yeah. and a lot of them aren't out every single night at clubs. And so there's a lot of people where I'm like, why, why is this person not out? Well, is not it makes, being it makes I don't you want to go, why are you the booker? If you're not doing the job of seeing who's, you know, yeah, who's, who's funny, you know, right. I remember Lewis going to, um, to, uh, just for laughs every year, which you oh, know, wow. it, it, it takes a crane to get there. Right. It takes a yeah. decade to even, but he would book comics who had never, what, what he was one year, he was like, you know, there's 52 weeks, two weeks of those are holidays. I got to book local. Uh, so there's, you know, 50 weeks. I like to book at least four new comics a year. Oh, that's which, cool. Which pushes everyone else to a year and a half rotation, but right. Right. You know, um, but it is interesting. It uh, does yeah. I mean, I, I would never want the job of booker. It's a, it's, it's a really difficult job. Um, mm-hmm. 
even when we book our Jackie and Lori shows, I, I always feel like, well, you and I take up two white lady spots. So yeah. I don't want to have, you know, I'm like, maybe even though one most more... of our friends are white ladies, middle-aged yeah, white ladies. Well, yeah, but there's a ton of female comics we know that so aren't. Many. So, so, many. so it's like, well, we'll have one more spot for a white woman, you know, which, you know, it's hard to pick. Right. And then we just want to make sure we, it's, it's a, it's a show with a lot of broad interests, you know, for. Right. Because it, it makes for more interesting comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I does. I feel like, I feel like, oh man, like, uh, t- too bad they have to keep seeing us, but it's our fucking <laughs> show. Sorry. Sorry. We're built into that show. Right. I was just, it's so funny that you said that. Cause I was like, well, maybe one of us could just do And I thought, no, who gets to book? No. Who why get to why would I want to book we're a show we're that just... I'm not even going to be in, in my backyard? <laughs> no, thanks. Not it. Uh, so this week you go to, you go to stir crazy, right? I'm at Stir Crazy this week in right outside of Phoenix in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, please come out. You know, I'm I'm super excited. I'm super vaxxed. I'm fucking yep. hella vaxxed. You are um, so vaxxed. Yep. And I hope that you will be too. Uh, yep. Please be vaxxed. So we're not spreading, you know, we're not inadvertently bringing some Delta Plus back to our homes and our loved ones. How um, disappointed but, is Delta Airlines that it's called the Delta variant? I don't know. Uh, Delta's had a tough time. They've had uh, a hard year. It, well, in the like in the recently in the last two weeks, including you, there have been people on Twitter just slamming the fuck out of Delta. And I don't know if I'm being shown that because I was tweeting about Delta Plus, but I just it just kept popping up like people were on hold for hours and etc. Oh, no. Oh, because yeah, because nobody's everybody has decided that that the the horrible job that they had was actually yeah. a horrible job. And they're like, well, maybe I can hold out for a little longer and not go back to that horrible job. And so that's what's happening at restaurants and retail is that there's no, nobody's, nobody, the customer like, service, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's 800,000 jobs that just got, uh, you know, re reintegrated wow. into society, but that doesn't, but it took an hour to get seated. There were tables available yesterday in Portland for lunch. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but there was, they were like, we, our staff is a third of what it, what it was. Uh, the, the, uh, the line we have, we're down to one line cook, you know, all these things. And so, but I will say, um, yeah. So the thing I complained about Delta was just that they rerouted my, uh, my flight from Austin to LAX. They went to Atlanta and then Atlanta to LAX. So that is, believe me, you have a, you had a complaint. They had it coming. They and they gave, it. they gave me uh 10,000 frequent flyer miles. Okay. Are they, how close are you to, uh, your, your old status? Oh, so far. Cause I was diamond. And, uh, though, what oh, I know Jackie, I'm yes. aware. <laughs> What Andy's feels is like, if you fly to Jakarta and just stay overnight, <laughs> and, then, and I was like, I don't want to, I want to go to Jakarta. I don't want to go for 11 hours. Uh, that's absolutely not. I what don't want to do. die of a blood clot so I can get diamond status. By the way, I found out that that gig in Dubai is a 12 yeah. hour direct flight. It's not 24 hours. It's 12 okay. hours. And I could, I could do coach for 12 hours and Emirates coach is supposed to be good. So I might do the gig. You know what? Emirates, uh, as I have flown business. I believe I've mentioned that as much as you went through diamond class. (laughs) Business was insanely amazing. So I do imagine that their coach is better than normal, normal coach. Certainly better. Uh, Every time I do one of those armed forces things, it's always United or American. And I might as well be put into a carrying crate and taked off (laughs) and brought to like the the pound. Um, Uh, I I do. I do feel like they, all the airlines added extra rows um, and extra seats to their little planes. I, I was on Alaska. I'm taking Alaska this flight up and down and um, it is incredibly crowded. Yeah. But I will tell you flying at a Burbank was so easy. Like I, 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 LAX I was like... a nightmare and the, before this and then I started reading people's tweets about being at LAX. I, someone said this can't be legal. So, <laughs> So when one of our comic friends is like, this can't be legal, what they're doing. What are they uh, doing? 
I don't know. I, okay. I, I the, maybe the backup or whatever. I'm not really sure. I, I, I don't know, but it, it's like, wow, it sounds even worse than before. And um, so any way that you can figure, if you can, how much would it cost you to not have that experience and not say land from your long road trip. And now you have to get out of LAX to your home. So it, right. it, 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 it doubles it is your a project. Journey. Yes. I don't know. And so, I, you know, you can always investigate, depending on where you live, Orange uh, Orange County's airport, Long Beach. And then Burbank is just like, the Delta or Alaska didn't have my pre-number. My, mm-hmm. uh, and um, it didn't matter because there was four people in line at TSA. <laughs> you have a known traveler number. I know, I, I got to get that on. You got to get that on, on Alaska. Right now, um, because I'm flying at a... Uh, Portland tomorrow and it's not going to be so pretty. Right. It'll be, uh, it's a little bigger, uh, airport. I fly into LAX and, um, but, and I go in the afternoon and we're driving straight up to Andy's mom's, uh, cause the dog shakes like a whippet. Uh, you can't so you're going to central California where they don't have fire fireworks. Oh, good uh, idea. <laughs> except for the fact she lives out in the middle of nowhere. So okay. they will run out of firecrackers much quicker the, the hee-haw yeah. yokels in Los Angeles. Have you ever driven, if you ever, swear to God, if you don't have a dog, uh, if you want to see something amazing, drive the highways of Los Angeles on the 4th of July. Oh, I've done Neighbors, yeah, neighbors so just cool. light up and you're like, yeah. and all you hear are fire trucks. Yeah, I heard my, I took my son, uh, we did that when he was like seven or eight. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It's almost... <laughs> It's, it was yeah. pretty cool. You're like, where are you, where's everyone getting city quality fireworks? And, uh, yeah. So Gordy does not enjoy fireworks and we live in Van Nuys. And so fireworks are all the time, but, yeah. uh, we're well, they celebrate that- every day of life in Van Nuys. I love that spirit. It's so beautiful. They live in the moment. I am doing flappers this weekend. So please come. And uh, I'm doing the YooHoo room for four shows. Carmen Morales is going to feature for me. And I'm going to run this damn hour four more times. And then I'm going to go to Minneapolis and film and, and record. Oh, by the way, I got mm-hmm. I got 13 emails because two episodes ago, I said that I wanted to figure out how to put the filming on my credit card so I could get the points. Mm-hmm. And I did. And then I paid it off with the loan I got from the small business loan that I yes. got. Good. So, and that's so a I perfect off- way to use for a comedian to use your small business loan. Right. So that's exactly what I did. And I got 13 variety of, of emails, DMs, texts, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, <laughs> everybody going, don't put it on your credit card. Uh, like three people were like, start a GoFundMe, start a Kickstarter, card an Indiegogo. And I was like, I don't, I can't do two more jobs. I will literally burst into flames. And right. so I, what I did was I posted this thing that said, hey, if you want to give me advice about uh, wh- how to pay for this thing, this is my Venmo. And this is <laughs> that's, your, that's the advice that the advice is dollars. <laughs> yeah, if you want to give me the advice, you're going to have to pay for it. So pay for me to read your advice in I the last it. week. Uh, somebody, uh, so many people have given me money in the last week. That's awesome. I'm a thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Uh, thank you for your advice. Uh, I will take it under advisement and I will also take this hundred dollars. Thank you so much. Nice. And yeah, it was a delight. 25 bucks here, 20 bucks there. Somebody gave me $500. You know what? That's how, that's how people become uh, movie producers. Basically is they give money to whoever's making the movie and yeah. then they obviously they get a return if it makes money, but they get a big thank you at the end, or they get a credit at the at the top. I should you know put, what? I should put it. I should put those people in the on on the album. Put them, yeah. Credits. Put them in the credits, right? But if somebody wants to fund the whole thing, they could exec be the executive producer of the Jackie Cation <laughs> album, okay? With with absolutely no input, I no so creative sorry. impact, no creative input. But yeah. you're top of the line. You're right after Jackie Cation. <laughs> I do have, uh, I I had a super fan who donated a great deal of money because I was going to do, 
I was going to sort of do a Eugene Merman. Before the pandemic, I had this very glamorous idea to do a Eugene Merman kind of uh, comedy festival right. in Los Angeles. And I may still do it. And then I got this big donation and I was like, I was going to use it for that. But then I decided that I would film. And so I'm going to use it for that as well. And so it's all very, and she's uh, an amazingly supportive uh, fan of mine, but um, whatever there's uh, I don't know what to do. There's, but there's going to be plenty of money. I'm hoping to sell the thing, you know, I'm hoping that someone will want to buy it. Oh, mm-hmm. and the Tignataro. You know, the L.A. Pet. I oh, was yeah. telling you this, the L.A. Pet from three albums ago, my bread album. Um, <clears throat> I stand up records and myself paid six point harness to animate one of the tracks, the L.A. Pet track. And um, and six point harness did such an amazing job. So many jokes behind the my bit. And it was just yeah. beautifully animated. And um, they went on. Actually, they six point harness won. Uh, Oscar last year for the short hair love. Yeah. Right, right, and, right. And they just animated Tignataro's one hour special that's going to be on HBO Max and HBO. Yeah, we saw a trailer last night. It's yeah. so different. You know what? Maybe that's just the, you it's know, a stand up special. You know, how many times can you just watch someone stand there telling jokes? I I don't know, you know, right. but it's a, but it's a, the different log way line, to, yeah, it's a different yeah. way to watch it. And the, but the log line was very funny because it's Tig, right? And yeah. so the log line is something like, you've never seen her so animated. <laughs> oh my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's super deadpan, you get it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I think it's been an hour. I feel like it's been an hour. So See, what do you think? It's been an hour, right? Why don't I, we call I, it? I have no way of knowing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, let's call it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.